This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The following content is not suitable for children. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com. And use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Thanks. So when we talk about pursuers and withdrawers, both emotionally and sexually, it's not necessarily a fixed point, right? You're not always a pursuer and always a withdrawer emotionally or sexually. I mean, sometimes maybe there's a dominant style that we have, but it's not a fixed point. It's not the same as your attachment style. Exactly. And it's so important to start off with that flexibility. We all do some of both. And really kind of recognizing what you're doing in the moment is what is is critical. If you really want to get clear on what's going on underneath and what it is you're looking for. So when we're looking at, let's take a traditional couple where you have a male withdrawer emotionally and a female pursuer emotionally, right? That pursuers looking for conversations because they're hoping they're going to get closer. A lot of times the questions they ask trigger in the withdrawal, the sense that, you know, it might turn into a fight or disagreement. Let's avoid talking about it. You know, it's taking space that makes them feel safer, which makes the pursuer feel kind of left alone. It doesn't feel fair. They get frustrated. They start to turn up the heat. The more they turn up, the more the withdrawal starts to pull away. And this couple's lost. Right, they're lost in that negative cycle. So, what they do emotionally doesn't necessarily mean the same thing what they're going to do sexually. Yes, that's true. So, a lot of times that same withdrawn male has gone away. Well, they're going to come back a couple hours later and maybe initiate. That's how they attempt to repair. Mm-hmm. Right, that's how they're trying to come closer mm-hmm. through the physical, through the touch, looking to. For connection. Yeah, so he may be realizing even that there's a little glitch between the two of them. 
and oh, thinking about his connect, he's he's, he's definitely <laughs> knowing there's a glitch between the two of them. Okay. It might look like he's it doesn't rattle him much, but there he knows, you know, something wrong. Okay, something's wrong. And so he comes back amorous and romantic and touching her and wanting to initiate sexually because he's he does love her and he wants to close this gap. So he's going to sexually pursue and that's where he feels the safest, right? Where he feels his he's strong here. This is how he can show up and he wants to show up for her. So he comes at her with a sexual request or just right. a sexual initiation. Well, and that even thought about coming towards starts to turn on the arousal, right? So now he's being driven by the testosterone that's saying, all right, this is how you see connection. Like you have a lot of muscle memory and practice with this. And before you know it, that gets him over the hurdle of kind of wanting to confront this possibly threatening situation. Mm -hmm. So he thinks about it. He turns on and that, uh, that makes him overcome his withdrawal and come toward her. I've never said that before. That's a pretty cool, if you think about the emotional cycle, he doesn't have the added push of the testosterone. Yeah. Right? His, his, his body's just saying, ah, well, this is probably going to end in a fight. Why take the risk? But the sexual piece gives him a push that he normally doesn't get. And that is so beautiful, right? His body is directing him toward her. Right. Then we're in the intersection. We're in the intersection, right? Uh -huh. He's doing a different emotional move than his sexual move. Mm -hmm. right? And now we're going to, that intersection lands on her. She's just been left emotionally and mm -hmm. she's sitting in the frustration, the unfairness of that rejection, mm -hmm. the pain, the loneliness, her body, you know, in best case scenarios is going to need time to turn on. And yet here she is not in a great spot to be turned on. And here he comes mm -hmm. initiating. Mm -hmm. And guess what she says? He just wants me for my body. Yeah, he all he wants is sex. I had this conversation with him two hours ago, and he just left. He walked out. And seriously, now he thinks I'm going to want sex? Right. So it's not necessarily that the sexual withdrawer doesn't want him, want his body, or have desire at different points. But it's this place, when they're crisscrossing, that it's not working. Terrible timing for both of them terrible timing mm -hmm. but now we see this emotional cycle shift you know when we add the sexual cycle to it mm -hmm. she's still in that frustrated place that normally she'd want to talk about it but now she's being asked for sex she might not even be able to find the words because right? her body's just trying to kind of figure out what am i supposed to do with this and it's normal it's really what we're looking for is what happens when this trigger comes for you Mm -hmm. Do you want to approach your partner? Or do you want to go away? Mm -hmm. And in this moment, the, the female emotional pursuer then tends to disengage. I think, too, it's important to realize that when he walks away or he shuts down the conversation in some way, that there is often a body response in her just emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's this pain in, the, in her gut. You know, maybe she feels this tightness in her chest of, you know, a physiological response to what she perceives as rejection. So she is actually feeling something in her body. Of course. And then, right, our emotions live in our bodies. And then when he comes for her sexually uh, to repair, to reconnect, 
her body is in a really shut down place, not just sexually, but she's hurting. She's aching. She is feeling something. And it is, it is not sex. As much as that. Wait, I, I wish people could see this because I liked what I just saw. George is shutting his eyes, shaking his head. Well, it, I mean, as much as it really is because my heart is hurting mm. for that, for that. Mm for that female in that moment, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that man is being driven, he's got help with testosterone to get over the hump. That's right. And yet she's not only not being responded to in her pain, which mm-hmm. is normal to mobilize and protect yourself, but then she's being asked to access her desire and longings when she's in a heavily defended place. With no and testosterone. With no testosterone. No fuel. And it blows my mind that so many women from that place still find a way to kind of allow, let them, their bodies go, go to that willingness place that we talked about last time, just hoping that maybe this will get them closer again so then we can finally talk about these hurt feelings, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and they're heading, I mean, you can't, they're like on different planets in that moment. Mm-hmm. They are. And their bodies, I, I often say that our, our bodies are so different. It's so beautiful though what they're trying to do. They're trying to manage, but what are they doing it? In that moment, they're trying to push aside the pain and the hurt. They're saying, I can talk about this later, right? So that, that's like a withdraw move with their emotions. It shows our flexibility, mm-hmm. right? And they're just then saying, all right, let's see what could happen. I'll open up my body and maybe we can get there. Mm-hmm. Right, and even if I don't get there, at least it's going to bring us closer together. So then, maybe after sex, we then could have this conversation and emotionally repair. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a lot. She that takes she's a managing. big chance. She takes a big risk. Big chance. If she's going to open up sexually at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a tough spot, and no wonder why so often she can't do it, and then he feels rejected. Right now he's being left out in no man's land, and both people mm-hmm. go off into their dark holes together. Mm-hmm. Because it is, he does feel vulnerability in initiating. He he, without words, he is trying to make repair. But she, he doesn't. Without the words, she doesn't really know that, and he might not be able to even say that. And just because you don't have words doesn't mean your body doesn't feel the hurt. It's not an easy right. thing for a withdrawer to come forward. Because you're allowing, you have to lower your walls to come forward. And you run the risk, right? You're following your longings that want connection, and you're lowering your defenses to get it. Mm -hmm. So when you get rejected, you don't have the normal defenses you have in place for that rejection. So it hurts a lot more. I just want to clarify what you were saying, because we're talking about two different withdrawers. But you are now talking about the emotional male withdrawer. Yes. That it's so hard for him to come forward and be vulnerable and and offer himself, right, mm-hmm. in in that moment to be close and connected and then to get rejected is painful again. It's more than painful. Mm-hmm. Both of them are the emotional cycles. When we get this intersection with the sexual and the emotional cycle, right, that He's coming forward, taking a risk that normally he doesn't take. She's trying to respond to it, but to do it, she's taking a risk she normally don't take. So when it doesn't work, it's like, boom, a bomb goes off for both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's pushed even further away because she, she doesn't recognize the attempt at the repair. She doesn't, it doesn't land in her. 
Right. So then she's going to need to go back to her anger to kind mm -hmm. of rally herself because he's not responding. Mm -hmm. So now she's like, how unfair. You just wanted me for my body. You know, this is this is ridiculous. You didn't even want to talk about it. So she's going to get revved up. And he's like, here we go again. This is exactly mm -hmm. why. What's the point of even trying goodbye? And now they're mm -hmm. both in those holes alone. Mm -hmm. And then she's rejected again, left alone. And now it's a two-day fight instead of a, a, you know, sometimes a sex as repair, right? Yes. When it works, it, it can be a great way of bringing them closer together that then have that emotional conversation afterwards. <laughs> so let's come back, Lori, and talk about maybe when those cycle, the sexual and relational align with each other, they're more consistent versus other times they might switch roles. There's no right or wrong here. We're just inviting our listeners to get more curious about you know, the movement between these different cycles and how they might impact each other. Okay, we'll be back after the break. UberLube is our sponsor, and this is a lubricant that I have recommended for many years. You know, it's got long-lasting performance. It doesn't get sticky, which let me tell you, as a woman, that's important. No sticky feeling. Yuck. And it doesn't have any taste. It's scent-free, and it, it's made out of, like, silicone and also vitamin E, so it leaves you feeling soft, which is good. I love the packaging. But I've said that before, and I really do like that. It's also, it doesn't cause any allergies. So many of the lubricants out there do cause allergic reactions, and this one doesn't, so that's great. It's also recommended by other doctors, thousands of doctors around the world. And it's so necessary to change the stigma, like there's something wrong if you need it. I mean, this is what helps us become more intentional and more playful and have more fun. How do we see this as an ally in our sexual adventures? It kind of is insurance that it will feel good. But even insurance, it's like, even if everything's working great, why not have a little extra, little extra fun there? A little extra fun with UberLube. And you can find it on uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for a 10% discount. So, Lori, you know at times I can be a bit old school. Yeah. I was growing up with a bunch of men who didn't do any kind of trimming or cleaning. They just kind of just let it roll. Oh, no. So I think I've tried to get caught up with the modern times. And, hey, when you notice all what women have to do to go through the groom and clean and make themselves. Wax. Wax and all this stuff that seems quite painful. I figured the least I can do is, you know, give a little trim and freshen <laughs> up a bit. Oh, George. The problem know. is I used, you know, what I was using to shave my son's head. And, you know, it, it didn't feel so good down here. So you, you totally need Manscaped's electric trimmer because it is so safe and you need this. It's like the improved lawnmower is what they call it. 3.0. 3.0. Well, listen. Yeah. When you're going close to the family jewels, you better be safe and take your time. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can use this in the shower. It's like waterproof. There's like an LED light that you can see and they have this motor. I guess it goes for 90 minutes. I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who's going to need it for 90 minutes, but definitely. Um... I'm sold. Manscaped. Here I come. Okay. So our listeners, you know. They can get this for 20% off and free shipping if they go to manscaped.com and use the code foreplay. So if you want to come up to the modern era, gentlemen, I think it's a very good idea. Come on and join me. What's our G-spot today? Where's the G-spot, man? G-spot today is about expanding your sexual menu. Ooh, what is that? 
sexual menu is just trying to not eat the same food over and over again. <laughs> Lots of people aren't going to like that G-spot. None of us just live on one course. We need an appetizer, a couple of options for our main course, and lots of desserts. I was thinking on break about these distinct positions, the sexual withdrawer, sexual pursuer, emotional withdrawer, emotional. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pursuer, and then the intersection. So those are your four variables of yeah. uh, when you started off with, let's do a foursome. I didn't say that. Okay. I guess it was just in my brain lurking somewhere in the dark recesses. Okay. Okay, I got to think now, George. So, yes, uh, those are the four variables of how people are relating to each other. And we may be sexual pursuers and emotional pursuers, or we may be crisscrossed. Sometimes, I, I think traditionally in heterosexual sex, the male is the emotional withdrawer and the sexual pursuer and the woman, the emotional pursuer and the sexual withdrawer. But, you know, we know that sometimes we are both. Maybe he's both a sexual pursuer and an emotional pursuer. Both are so important and there's no right or wrong here. We just want you to get curious about what your, your might be. Is it, mm -hmm. do they go together? Are you consistently sexually and relationally? Or is there, is there an intersection where those things shift? Mm -hmm. So, yes, if we're talking about, in your example, the female who emotionally withdraws because her partner can be very angry and controlling, mm -hmm. but also sexually withdraws because she feels, again, the pressure of not wanting to let him down. Mm -hmm. Right. So then those, those cycles kind of really overlap pretty neatly with each other. Mm -hmm. But you might also get uh, that female withdrawer emotionally who pulls away is kind of it's safe to get away from the message. She's getting it wrong. But she might be I work with some couples, the sexual then pursuer, mm -hmm. which it, that's her way of feeling safer and more connected. So she's going to now come forward, you know, to initiate sex. Mm -hmm. So, so she, that would be a hybrid. Right? The a gap. Yeah, it's a hybrid. She right. bridges the gap with sexuality and, and sexual initiation. Maybe he's angry and she feels like she fails him there, but this is the one way she can please him. So she's really motivated to have them in, get into a calmer place, a less angry place. She knows that he gets more open maybe, and so she initiates sex. Yeah, I think it's a great, trying to get curious about what's the motivation of sex. You know, is this an area that she just feels freer in? It makes her feel good about herself. Is that what's driving it? It's like this is the area I get a sense of connection in? Or is it? Is this a tool to kind of calm him down, to make him not mad at me? Like what's driving kind of her initiating sex? So we're not just looking at the behavior, who's initiating and who's not, but what's the motivation for that behavior? Mm-hmm. Wow, we're going to get a lot of feedback on this. We're not saying to people, just for the record, that as 
if you're in this situation where your guy is really angry, that you should appease him with sex. That's not our message. We're just talking about that sometimes people do do that. And it's an, it's interesting, right? Does this actually, in my mind, I'm thinking, does it feed a positive erotic cycle? Um, because if she's just coming toward him to please him, to make him calmer, to get him in a good mood, it's probably not going to land in her as, you know, I feel this freedom in eroticism to be who I am. You know, no, she's, she's not going to feel that. She may take an action that does that. And so many women say, you know, I shouldn't have to have sex with him for him to be in a good mood the next two days, which I get that. Well, the flip side, if you were that relationally pursuing male and here comes your partner sexually initiating with you, Mm -hmm. Right. And he says, no, I'm not interested. I'm really trying to say, all right, what's that no about? Is that no really coming from a critical place that says you hurt me? Now I'm going to show you what it's like. I'm going to reject you because I'm really angry. It's that it's how pursuers tend to deal with their hurts. Right. In a protesting, critical way. Mm -hmm. Man, or maybe. But maybe that no is wait a second, I'm not sure I'm going to perform here because I have a history of ED. And, you know, actually, I'm trying to avoid the embarrassment and the hurt of what it might feel like if I can't perform. So my no is my way of emotionally trying to kind of get away from my feelings. Mm-hmm. So you can see in that moment that that relational pursuer could be going either direction. And I'm, I'm as a therapist, trying to say, right, Let's get curious about what your move is, what your protective move. You're saying, no, I see that. I just want to help you understand what the no is about. So go to the first one for me. The first one that you said, if he is sort of wanting her to feel what it's like to be rejected, maybe he does feel desire normally, but she comes at him. He's an emotional withdrawer and she says, you know, why don't we have sex and or initiates in some way. And he says, no, I don't want to do that. Help me. Yeah, I think what that is, he, is. What is he feeling inside? The bad timing that's saying, you know what, I've wanted to talk about this stuff for the last two days. I've been trying to talk about it. You won't talk about it. And now you're just going to come touch me and think it's all going to go away. No, it's not that easy. Right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't go away that way for me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's almost like switching roles of what we talked about in the first mm-hmm. segment. That that withdrawn male who wants to repair. Now the female's trying to repair that way. Mm-hmm. But that, that male tends to have a little bit more confidence expressing like, No, no, we're not gonna do this. This is, we're not gonna go down this way. You can't I can't allow you because if I allow you to do that, it's gonna teach you that you can continue to disregard my protests and, and think it's okay not to talk about it. And I'm not going to enable that. So I'm just going to say a hard no here. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, you're manipulating me. I'm not going to, I'm not that easy, girl. Yeah. Yeah. That you got, you got to take this stuff seriously. You know, these things I want to talk about are really important to me. And that's just not going to go away because we have sex. You also talked about that sometimes, right? Sometimes in marriage, we have parts of ourselves that want to hurt our partner. And Mm -hmm. it's not pretty. But you said, you know, maybe he wants her to feel what it's like to be rejected. I often yep. see this in the sexual cycle. The one partner who is the sexual pursuer for maybe years, and then their partner does come toward them and they say, no. It's, they're the burnt out pursuer sexually. You know, they, 
and and they want their partner to feel how bad it feels to be rejected in that really vulnerable sexual moment. You know, they they they're actually it's it's crazy, but they're actually communicating something. This is what it right? feels like. I I need you to get it how I've been vulnerable over the years. I need you to mm-hmm. feel the hurt, the pain. It's not pretty. And it looks retaliatory. It looks like retaliation, but it's really a communication. Yes. I I don't know that, Um, you know, any human in that moment can can feel that like, oh, good. My partner's just communicating with me. (laughs) I mean, well, it's 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 so important what you're saying. I just want to highlight it. You know, that's the age old question. Why do we hurt the people we love? And there's something about that fight or flight response that says, you know what, if you hurt me and I hurt you back, that maybe you will learn a lesson from this and you'll do something differently. We're using hurt as a motivation tool that we're hoping it's going to create change. We're using right? hurting. And hurting, yes, hurting the other mm-hmm. instead of expressing our hurt. Because mm-hmm. there's power in that. Yeah. Right. There's a sense of it's going to get me away from my own hurts and maybe I'm going to get you to do something differently. Right. Right. If I if I zing you with this, you'll know something and you'll be less likely to do it to me the next time. Which is not good math. It is. (laughs) It is not good math. Thank you. It's human and it's messy, (laughs) but it's not good math. That's so true. That's so true. Right. But I, I think it's helpful for couples listening that do this to say, huh, you know, we've never talked about this. This is our dance. This is what we've done hundreds and hundreds of times to each other. We've never found words to it. Right? Well, let's start talking about this. You're not alone. We all have some version of this overlap between our emotional and our sexual cycles. And it's confusing and there's a lot going on. But if you can start slowing it down, you start to have more choice. You start to have more power to do things differently. Because if we don't talk about it, we're left to our own assumptions on what's happening. And that's never a good place because our brain usually assumes the worst. Mm -hmm. It usually assumes our partner thinks they they don't care, we don't matter. You know, all of these negative attributions that actually just feed more mistrust and more need to defend ourselves. And when you start to have these conversations, you start recognizing, wait a second, my partners are in a very similar place as me. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do. They're hurting too. They're scared. They have mistrust. And before you know it, just a willingness to talk starts to put people on, on the same platform mm-hmm. instead of being so far apart. This reminds me of a couple that I saw, and he was originally kind of the sexual pursuer it was very complicated. They they were in flux, but he was eventually the sexual withdrawer. And he said, you know, I I could feel myself just shut her down and turn my back to her. It was purposeful to hurt her. And I, he was so vulnerable in saying that, so vulnerable in opening up to his hurtful motives. I just think it was in, it was incredible that he could admit that and and talk about it and see. You know, he, he was seeing how it impacted her. He wasn't saying this is justifiable. He was, you know, it was with remorse and regret, but it wasn't with horrible shame. It was like he was starting to think about these things. And I think as we talk about this, George, I so want 
people to start to organize internally. What am I doing? This is why we're talking about these in four separate moves so that people can organize their relationship just and, and give them more flexibility of what they might do. You know, I, I think learning pursuer and withdrawer language, you know, helped me so much in my own relationship to realize, oh, yeah, sometimes I'm coming forward, sometimes I'm going back. Why is that? And, and that's the feedback that we get from people is this is the first time I've been able to think about this with some clarity rather than it's always a jumble. Every fight is a new fight. It's like, exactly. no, actually every fight is often a repeat of the old fight in terms of our positions. Right. And this is just not for couples. I mean, we have a lot of therapists listening. And 75% of therapists out there are not really doing a sexual assessment, are not talking about the sexual cycle, are not really trying to get curious about the overlap between the two. So, you know, this is a work in process for all of us. You know, my own evolution, I really never even dealt much with this. So I'm mm -hmm. excited to just to, to start looking in this direction, to, to recognize there's so much happening in mm -hmm. these moments. People are switching roles and protected in different ways and have different longings. You know, there's a lot here that if we slow it down, we could really help people have a lot more success. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, thanks for listening. Keep it hot. So for all you therapists out there listening to our show, I really want you to check out successinvulnerability.com, our new training website that we believe is taking online therapist training to the next level. It's so focused on moment by moment, practical moves, less theory to really get people to have immediate success. Right? We're trying to measure targets of change so we can see if we're on target or we need to adjust. And the feedback we're getting is really excited. We're incorporating that feedback to continually adjust and to change the schedule. And come join us, SIV team. Also, I'll just put a plug in for it as well because I am one of the learners. And they just released module three, which is so nuanced and so smart. I was listening to it thinking, this kind of instruction just is not out there. How to do the micro moves that change people's hearts toward each other. It's so good. So it's reasonably priced. I just encourage you to go over to successandvulnerability.com and sign up. It's great training. Lori, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons whose support is really helping. And as we're starting to notice with success comes more expenses. And right. it would really be great for our listeners to have new patrons come and join us to be part of this mission. Talking about sex, the importance of that to, to change our culture, to help us not have to figure this stuff out and feel ashamed and alone with all this. That's right. Thanks so much. I mean, it feels good that people are believing in this mission, wanting to help other couples and wanting to help make sex something that is beautiful and easy to talk about and reduce the shame that people feel about it. So your financial support has been helpful and it would be wonderful to have you behind us. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.